Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So the title of this series, all the way up to Easter, we'll see how God leads me after Easter, but it's preparing the way. Jesus prepared the way for us. Even on Palm Sunday, I said that in the prayer. On Palm Sunday, Jesus was preparing the way for us to the Holy of Holies. You say, what's the Holy of Holies? The Holy of Holies was the place in the temple where only the priest and the high priest and the, those ordained by God and had to go through all these traditions. You say, just traditions? Well, some of the tra- a lot of the traditions were, th- were their own, but they had to go through all of God's law and purify themselves ritually to even get in there. And you know what? I just want to say this today. I love this because Jesus prepared the way so that it would be simple and clean and effective. Religion, I know people mean well when they say you're a religious person. Well, according to Jesus, according to Scripture, religious, just having religion is not a compliment. And don't you forget that Jesus made it simple. God made it simple, especially in the New Testament. The Old Testament said, Oh, man, you're sinners who need a Savior. Look how complicated it is to get to God without his help. Jesus simplified it, said, love God, love others. Do unto others as as you would have them do unto you. He made it simple, but religion, man-made and woman-made religion, always complicates something that was meant to be simple enough for a child to understand. Kids accept Jesus every week at King's Kids because it's simple. Say, do you love Jesus? They're like, I think so. I want to love him. Like, what do I do? What do I do next? Kids are just like that. You say, well, they're naughty or they're bratty or, man, they have their times. But, yeah, children have innocence. And most, I'm going to tell you right now, if you accepted Jesus after 15, after 18, after 20, you are a miracle. Because the older we get, the harder it is to learn to walk with God. It's easy to teach kids. Why? We complicate it. But I want to take you back to the simplicity of the gospel, the good news today, and that is Jesus prepared the way. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 16 today. Got a lot of verses. We're going to hit them, hit them hard. And I will ask the Father, Jesus said, and he will send you another advocate, the comforter, the helper. In Greek, it's the parakletos, the paraclete. The paraclete in Greek meant someone who would stand back to back with you and fight. You've ever seen that in movies? Say, why are they standing back to back? They can watch each other's back and fight off the enemy together. And that is what the Holy Spirit is. And it confirms the Old Testament said he will be your rear guard. Even in the st- on the streets and in the hood, what do they say? Man, they, they've got my back. And you know, some people are way back. Remember that? Say, yeah, they got my back, but they're way back. I remember back in the day, people were all, man, you got my back. You got my back, and a fight happened, and nobody had their back. And it was multiple people against one. That's not getting their back. All right? Don't don't be way back. You be loyal and honorable like Jesus and like the Holy Spirit, and know that he said, I will ask the Father. He will send you another advocate. He will advocate for you. He'll do things you can't do. He will, will never leave you. Someone say, who will never leave me? Oh, come on. Say, man, he will never leave me. Wow, that's good news. Let's keep going. This is good news. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Is that important? You can look from news channel to news channel and know that somebody's making something up. Even right now, there's lots of 
inaccuracies and discrepancies with the whole Ukrainian thing. I don't know what's going on. I don't did think about it. I'm not saying they're doing this, but I want you to think about something. In this strange world, you realize they could fake a lot of stuff over the news. I'm not in Ukraine. Now, that very well could be happening. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm sure I know there's a skirmish over there. There's stuff going on. But think about it. Could they fake a war on TV and most of us would never know? I'm not over there. He said, man, there's a war in Africa. There's a war in Ireland. Is there? I don't know. I'm sure something's going on. But my point is there are lies, lies, and more lies on top of lies. Proverbs says, truth stands the test of time. But lies, they, they end up just passing away. They dissolve eventually. And the Holy Spirit, he leads into all truth. This is good news. The world cannot receive him. How could they? Because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you, oh, I like this, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. You are called. You are called to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are wondering, you say, man, how is it that I've struggled so much? I accepted Jesus. I'm still struggling. There's different factors. You've got to have training. That's what spiritual warfare classes and and surge school, uh, surge discipleship program is for. You've got to get into the word and have a systematic study of the Bible. But did you know you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? You say, wait, why would I need that? Well, can you imagine the guys who hung out with Jesus for three and a half years? Hung out with Jesus. They needed it. We're not better than them, huh? No, that wouldn't make sense. Jesus said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And, and we're going to get into some of that this morning. We won't dwell on it too long because I got some other points. But let's see how God lead, leads. You know him you already because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Someone said yesterday when we met, they said, and the Holy Spirit brought this up to me. That's so true. Years ago, uh, a missionary friend of mine, I went on the mission field with him, man, and he was a kick in the pants. Some of you knew him, Brother John de los Santos. He was crazy. He was fearless. He'd, he'd do some crazy stuff. He knew how to raise money for mission trips. I Look, I didn't even know you could do this. One time, we went into the travel agency, and he negotiated a better price. They were about to kick him out, and he saved us like $300 each. Someone had given him an offering, and he wanted to have spending money for the trip. So he negotiated with the travel agent. Can you do that? I remember looking at him like I was going, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's like he knew something I didn't know. He's all, no, Brother Matthew. Never have you no, he said, no, I got this. He said, they can get special deals here. Here I was, 25, you know. I was like, okay. Got us a deal, saved several hundred dollars at the travel agent. That's like going to Walmart and going, I ain't paying full price for this. <laughs> this water is $3 a case. I can go outside and, and fill up something with water. Give it to me for $1.50, you know. But I brought him up because he taught me something very unique. We know that Scripture talks about the importance of finding something when it's lost. Remember the one out of the... The hundred sheep that's lost, and Jesus goes to find him in the parable there. He talks about that, the shepherd, the good shepherd. Well, sometimes you lose other things. There's another parable about the lady who lost something, can't find it. But when she finds something, man, she calls everybody to celebrate, right? You ever lost something, can't find it? Well, this man of God taught me. He said, you know what? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He knows everything. He's everywhere. He'll help you find stuff. I've had stuff turn up. I said, Holy Spirit, help me. 
He's there to help you. Don't forget, lead you into truth. Man, he wants to live within, within you. He wants to, to, to cause you to speak in a heavenly language. He wants to bless you and protect you, be your rear guard. But he can help you in every area of your life. Say, is he concerned? I lost a piece of jewelry. Yeah, he's concerned. Your life's important to him. That's powerful. Let's go to John 14, 25. Look at this. I am telling you these things now while I'm still with you, Jesus said. But when the Father sends the advocate, the comforter, the helper, the paraclete, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything what? I have told you. The Holy Spirit will never remind you of something that's not in the Word and, and attribute that to God. Are you with me? Don't you ever believe someone who said, God spoke to me, and this ain't in the Bible, it's beyond the Bible. Well, you're beyond, you're beyond everybody if it's beyond the Bible. That's crazy. No. The Holy Spirit will always remind you of God's Word because He is God. He is part of God. All right? He'll always remind you of His Word, of what Jesus said, of what Scripture says. Let's go to Acts 2.1. Acts 2.1. Stay with me. On the day of Pentecost, that's 50 days after Passover, right? All the believers were meeting together in one place. This is after Jesus died and rose again. He had presented himself to many people. They saw him alive, walking around with the nail-scarred hands. So everybody met together because Jesus said, go and wait. So they were waiting for the promise. <clears throat> Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. One translation says the rushing of a mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Oh, God, give us more of that. Give us more of that. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. Some translations say other tongues <clears throat> as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Don't ever let it scare you. Don't let fear get on you. Say, man, I don't know if I need that. I'm scared. I'm going to tell you right now, I was 13 when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and I felt a little scared myself. I said, what am I getting myself into here? Dad, Mom been teaching us and talking to us, and I know the word. I knew it pretty well at that time. And I'd, I'd already read most of the Word by then. I hadn't read the whole Bible yet. But I remember going, man, do I, this is a serious commitment. Well, it's the next stage in your development as a believer. You can accept Jesus and live a powerless life and go to heaven and just scrape on by. But why not have the power and the promise of what Jesus gave you, gave you and promised you? Why not have all of it? Can you imagine someone goes, hey, Matthew, you know what? I have a $10 million inheritance for you, and I go, no, that's cool. Keep $9 million, I'll just take a million. Not one of you in here would do that. I got five brand-new cars for you. I want to give them to you. I'm going to argue with them. No. Say, I can only drive one car at a time. Exactly. I have a truck. All five are for sale. And I pays off the truck. You like that I pays it off? You need to watch those Uber Eats commercials where he's adding S to everything. Why would I not want all of what God has, God has promised me? Why? But we do it all the time. We live underprivileged lives. We've gone on vacation before and go, man, that's a privilege. We didn't know about that. There's a story of the guy who was on the ship. They, they cruised across the Atlantic. At the end of the trip, he'd been staying in his room eating crackers and cheese. The captain said, if we offended you, the guy said, no, why? He goes, you never joined us for dinner in the main cabin. It was all expense-paid trip across the Atlantic. Where have you been all week? The guy's losing weight, eating crackers and cheese. 
He didn't know that was part of the ticket price. My goodness, everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's part of the package deal for you. The, what Jesus prepared you for, what he prepared, he prepared the way for the Holy Spirit and for us to receive the Holy Spirit. They spoke in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Wow, powerful. Let's go on to, did I, is that already verse 4 right there? All right, let's go on to Acts 2.17. In the last days, God says, the Apostle Peter's quoting, the prophet Joel from the Old Testament, hundreds of years before, he says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. You said, but what about white and black and gray and green and yellow and red? Who, just certain people? No, all means all. Your sons and daughters say it's just for men. No, it's just for women. No, sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Wow. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. You say, what is prophesy? Proclaim the word. You say, man, do I need a mic to do that? Some of you, man, you would leave here if I said this morning, everybody's going to talk on the mic. You're like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't know if I'm going to go to another church or just quit going altogether. No, you don't even have to get on the mic to proclaim to someone. Did you know that's prophesying when you encourage them? You say, God's going to turn your situa situation around. Watch it. God's on his way. You've prayed he's going to answer it. God's going to save you. I'm praying for you. Man, the simple statement of I am praying for you, God is going to do that he does something in your life, that is prophesying. That is prophesying. It's proclaiming the word. In those days I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Jesus prepared the way for the Holy Spirit. Wow. All right, and I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. Isn't that something? The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red. We've seen that in the last few years. There's been some blood moons. So we're winding down. Even as we speak, we are on the edge of the end times. Some have said, we're already in the end times. Okay, I'll buy that. you got to be ready. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day. Some translations say that great and fearful day of the Lord's arrival. Is that powerful? Someone say amen. amen. But I love this. Here's the good news. You ready for good news? Say the moon. The moon's going to turn red. Oh my gosh, it's going to get dark. We're going to be scared. No, but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Say, no, he called on the Lord and he wasn't saved. No, uh Scripture says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let's go to Acts 2.38. Peter replied, because they said, what do we need to do? They were they were convicted as he's preaching. He said, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Wow. Here's some steps. Then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Isn't that powerful? For the promise is what? Look at this. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Are you called? Well, a lot of people just don't answer. You don't have to answer the door when there's a knock. You don't. Remember I told you guys we used to live on Permian? That is the main thoroughfare for everybody who's selling anything and everything. The Mormons would go through there, the Jehovah's Witnesses. They're all selling something, man, hustling, slinging. Even the door, great evangelical folks, man, they're putting their hip-hop concert this weekend. Come meet the Lord. You know, good. People selling steaks, people selling widgets. What are widgets? I don't know. They're just selling something. But you don't have to answer the door. In the same way, God's calling, and a lot of people just ignore it. It goes unheeded. Say, well, I got time. 
Mm, today is the day of salvation. And the Holy Spirit, he convicts the world of sin. We're only partially clothed without the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you right now as believers, men and women of God in this house, boys and girls, you're, you only got part of it if you say, well, I've accepted Jesus, but that's it. I'm just going to just kind of make it. No, uh-uh. We got a ticket to heaven, but just a ticket to ride doesn't mean I'm not going to go in the full power of what God has promised. You got to live everything that God has given you. You don't want to cruise in a ship and if the ticket price is paid and you're eating crackers and cheese. No, believe and receive the Holy Spirit. We'll get into that more another day and another time. So Jesus prepared the way for the Holy Spirit. And in doing so, he prepared for the way for us to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, your children, and to those far away. That covers it all, doesn't it? All who have been called by the Lord our God. Now let's go to Matthew 12, 41. I like this. I was born foolish. I don't know about y'all. I don't know if everyone in here was born wise, some more than others. But humans are naturally foolish. Most humans, the only way they learn is through pain. Most of us, we learn some of the best le lessons through mistakes, right? It's just life. It's just life. Look at this. Jesus is speaking. He says, the people of Nineveh will stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For they repented of their sins at the what? Preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. Wow. Look at the next one. The queen of Sheba will also stand up against this generation on judgment day. Queen of Sheba was from Africa. She will also stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. Why? She came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. Oh, my. Oh, my. Jesus is the perfect embodiment of wisdom. Everything he said confirmed God's word from the Old Testament and into the birthing of the new. Always, always, always the fear of the Lord Loving God, loving others, doing unto others as they would have, as you would have them do unto you. And just taking wise steps in daily life. It's all throughout the Gospels. That's so powerful. Let's go to Luke 7.35. Wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. Wisdom is shown to be right by its results. I remember sometimes people laughed at me in school for certain things. I always had favor. I, don't, I wasn't the most popular or anything. I was known. I knew people. I liked people. Um, my wife tells me, well, you were a nerd. I am a hybrid nerd. It's true. I'm a closet, closet nerd, but I'm kind of cool, kind of. But, you know, it's there. It's there. I remember we, we first got married, and she said, she said, baby, I think you're a nerd. I said, no, I'm athletic. She goes, mm, I still think you're, you're probably a nerd. Still a cool nerd. Thank you, baby. But uh, And then she interviewed me one time. She goes, you're not a nerd? She goes, you like chess? I go, yeah. That's not nerdy, is it? She goes, Chronicles of Narnia? Lord of the Rings? I'm all what? Star Wars? Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then there's a little bit of that there. But I will tell you this. In high school, in high school, I remember some people made fun of me for some things because I just wasn't into that. Got to the place no one invited me to parties just because they knew who I was, and I, I wasn't going to go do that. But years later, when I got out of high school, 
one of the guys who had made fun of me, I'll never forget, I went to the car wash one Saturday. Years ago, it was in the late 90s, several years after I graduated from high school. And he said, hey, man, Matt, I just wanted to tell you something. I always respected you. You had a good head on your shoulders. I was looking at him going, are you confusing me with someone? And he knew me. He said, man, I, w I wish I would have made some of the decisions you made in high school. He said, and you know what he said? Would you be praying for me? It's crazy. Wisdom is shown to be right by the lives of those who follow it. I have not been perfectly wise. I have a big mouth. I've said wrong things. I've done wrong, wrong things. I'm naturally a bonehead. But I've always sought wisdom. I say always, man, it, for at least 30 plus years, I've said, Lord, you got to make me wiser. You got to help me. I want to fear you, God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I don't want to be a fool. I don't want to just learn from pain. I want to learn from advice, counsel, experience. I want to learn by your Holy Spirit. I want to learn. And remember, Scripture says we have the mind of Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. There was a confession that mom used to make, and I know y'all did it as kids. Every morning said, Jesus has been made unto me wisdom and righteousness. That's so true. He's greater than Solomon. That means he's wiser than Solomon. So because of Jesus, we are right with God, and we have the capacity, the ability, the privilege, the opportunity to be wise and exercise wisdom. What is wisdom? Properly applying what you've learned. Properly applying God's word. Properly doing it at the right time. I am not the king of good timing. Ask my wife. Sometimes I want to get something off my chest. Let's talk about this right now. Let's talk about this right now. And Jen's going, oh, baby, you and your timing. I'm like, I know, just forgive me. But can we talk about it right now? Life takes practice, and I'm, I'm asking God to continue to work on me. I will never in a million years stand up in front of you and go, God's just working on y'all. I got it. Mm -mm. He worked on me this week. If I wrote them all down, there's probably 10 to 15 things that I know of. You say, man, I, it's overwhelming. I'm going to give up. No, no, no. Ask God to give you wisdom. The rest will fall into place as you seek him, I promise. Someone say the Holy Spirit. Someone say wisdom. Oh, yeah, is wisdom important? Yes, Je Jesus has been made unto us wisdom and righteousness. How many of you know it's wise to serve God? It's wise to be on the live stream right now or in person or checking out this audio message later. That is you seeking God, putting God first. It's wise to put God first. Watch my parents' as examples, and they did so many things right because they were serving God. A guy told me yesterday we were working, shoveling some stuff, shoveling some dirt. And the guy said, man, I started to let God work in my life because I knew I needed to be a better example to my family. That's wisdom. Better late than never, right? Better late than never. Like the song says, he's still working on me. So we need his wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. Jesus was a perfect example of wisdom. Man, he came to buck the whole system, turn everything upside down, turn it on its head, and he shook people up. He honored men and women equally. He did stuff that the culture of that day was not permissive of. All because he was walking in perfect wisdom. So let's go on to point three today in 2 Timothy 1.9. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. Someone say holy. Holy means set apart and different. You don't do everything the world does. All right. Some people say, well, how much of the worldly stuff can I do and still be saved? Why would you even ask that? That happens in youth ministries a lot. Pastor John and I have talked about that over the years, my younger brother and I. 
Say, man, people going, hi, how close can I get to the line? Can I do this and be okay? Can I do this and be okay? How about you just please God because the blood must have been very important. It saved everybody in the universe if they receive it. If they receive the sacrifice, it was powerful enough to forgive you of all your sins that you've ever committed. Why throw that on the ground and step on it like Scripture says? Why not honor it? If it's that valuable, then live like it. He saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it. Oh, heavens, don't you ever forget. We did not deserve it, not one of us. Scripture says all of our righteousness was like filthy rags. But because that was his plan from before the beginning of time. Before we ever made a mistake, God already had a solution. Isn't that powerful? To show us his grace through Christ Jesus. Let's put grace up there on the screen. What is grace? Grace is God's undeserved favor in every area. But one of my favorite definitions and facets of grace is that it's God's power, his empowerment to do right and to live right and to act right. I love that. You actually can live right because of Jesus. I had people look at me and go, yeah, but your life, man, and you're... No, I know everybody's life is different. Get out there and look around. You say, man, I've had an awful life. I've been through some, some of y'all been through some things I could only imagine. I cannot fathom. But I guarantee you can always meet someone who's been through more junk than you. Totally disadvantaged people. Totally. Regardless of color or background, it just, it was not good. Their parents made awful decisions or they weren't around. Whatever it is, you say, man, Man, I've had it tough. There's always someone who had it tougher. Always. But I will tell you this, no matter what, God has even the playing field because Scripture says he has given each of us the measure of faith. Mm. Now, how you add to that with God's help, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's between you and him. Let's go to Romans 5.20. Read a couple of verses real quick. God's law was given. So that all people could see how sinful they were. Remember I alluded to that a while ago? Say, man, you've read through the Old Testament. Say, oh my gosh, you got to show up on all these holy days, man. And it's hard to even get people to show up at church now. And Jesus already came. Folks had to show up and present themselves in Jerusalem or Shiloh at the time before Jerusalem. And man, there's birds and there's goats and there's bulls and all this stuff and blood and water and hyssop. You're going, what on earth? And then there, there's olive oil and all these things. Well, his law was given so we could go, wow, wow, we are sinners in need of a Savior. But as people sin more and more, look at this, God's wonderful grace, his empowerment to actually not sin, became more what? Prevalent or abundant. All of these sins of all of history, and God's going, that's okay, we're storing up. Jesus is coming. I'm, I'm headed to earth to save it. The only one who could save it. Still in Romans there. Do we have one more verse or was that it? So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death. Someone say death. Remember the wages of sin is death, it says in Romans. Now God's wonderful grace, his empowerment to live and do and act right and be an example, his undeserved favor rules instead, giving us right standing with God. Because of his grace, we are right with God giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Is that worth it? Oh, man, it's worth it. It is worth it. Let's go to John 1, 17. I love this. For the law was given through Moses, right? 
the Ten Commandments. Y'all know how it is. I cannot tell you the order of the Ten Commandments. I said, Pastor Matt, what? Why not? That's scary, is it? I can tell you the Ten Commandments. But I, do, I cannot tell you the exact order of the Ten Commandments. Some of you can, and that's good. But the law was given. You need to know the word. You need to know scripture. You need to know it. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I don't have to sacrifice animals. I don't know. I, I don't know about y'all, but I don't think I could do that. I guess that's a cultural thing. So, all right, bring the animal. We're going to cut its throat now. Man, I fell in love with that lamb, you know. Can you imagine? It'd be crazy. We're going to kill the... We're going to kill the cow now. We're going to kill. What? That, that's little Freddy. I guess the secret is don't name them, right? Don't get friendly with them. Kind of be aloof. Be kind of stuck up with them. You know, just feed them, get them ready for the sacrifice. I don't know how they did that. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth. Someone say grace and truth. Oh, praise God for the spirit of grace and truth, the Holy Spirit, came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. Grace is God's undeserved favor once again and or his empowerment to live right, do right, and act right. Let's go to Ephesians 2.8. God saved you by his grace when you believed. We didn't deserve it. No, he says, well, it's activated, activated by faith. You just got to believe. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Let's keep going. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Can you imagine? Yeah, I got saved because I'm good and I deserved it. That, it shouldn't, shouldn't work that way, and it doesn't. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew or brand new in Christ Jesus. So we can what? Do the good things he planned for us long ago. We don't get saved just to have a ticket to heaven. We get saved and have that experience with Jesus Christ. Why? So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Scripture says, don't be weary or tired in doing good, right? Don't be weary or tired in doing good. For in due season you will reap if you don't faint. Another verse says, if you faint in the day of adversity, look how, look how common sense this is. If you faint when times are hard and give up, you're weak. Scripture says your strength is small. If you have a small amount of strength, it means you don't have much strength. It means you're weak. I know you're not weak. Here you are on a Sunday morning. Here you are on the live stream. You're not weak. You're getting stronger. Someone say, I am strengthening. Uh-huh. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You've been called to live strong and live able and live holy. You are capable because of what Jesus did. This is powerful. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long Ago. I want to do something a little different today. Um, so let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. We'll make time for that. I'm going to pray for the sick here in a moment. But let's check our relationship with God because that's, that, that is really, that is the big thing that Jesus came to deal with, is the salvation of our lives, to rescue us from hell and from ourselves. He came to heal the sick but he came to make you right with himself. That was his top priority. He wants to spend eternity with you. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice who has never, ever made Jesus the Lord of their life through public confession? You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, so if you died, you would not know 
where in the world you'd go, heaven or hell, would you raise your hand today? I want to pray with you and believe with you. We're going to pray as a family because you're called to be saved. God is calling you right now. If you need to get right with God, raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Go ahead. Don't be ashamed. I need to make sure. God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. I saw a hand come up. Let's agree right now as family. Someone say, Heavenly Father. Say, I believe in Jesus. I confess him as my Lord and Savior. Say, I call upon the name of the Lord. Say, Heavenly Father, I have sinned so many times. And say, I know it was personal to you. Please forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me. Change me. I want to be one of your children. Say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again to save me. And I call upon his name. And I thank you for your forgiveness. I humble myself. Because apart from you, I cannot save myself. In Jesus' name. Say, I believe. Now let me pray a blessing over everyone today. Raise your hands right where you're sitting. Father, I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, your promise. I thank you for the Holy Spirit and wisdom and grace and truth and righteousness and everything God has done in our lives up to this point, point and what he will do today and what he will do tomorrow and the rest of our lives as we seek you, God. We thank you for all of it. We worship you. I bless your name. And I thank you that your people are already blessed and I declare them even more blessed. Everything they touch will be blessed. Everything they do will prosper as long as they put you first. That is the promise. We thank you today for your goodness, Lord God. And we thank you for the hand of God and what came to us through Jesus. We're reminded of Jesus today on Palm Sunday and everything that he has done as he marched toward that cross, God. We'll celebrate his death and resurrection every day, this Sunday, every Wednesday, but we'll also celebrate it officially next week when he rose from the dead. We thank you and honor you and bless your name in Jesus' name. That same spirit of reverence, is there anyone in the house who would say, Pastor Matt, man, I've been sick. I, I need to believe God for healing in my body. We'll go through this quickly. It's important. But is there anyone in this house who says, I need healing in my body? All right, God bless you. If you do, come to me quickly. Come to me quickly. Pastor Jen, would you help me? Just come right up here and stand facing me, if you would. And we're going we're gonna to do what Scripture says. We're going to anoint you with oil. And in doing so, we are fulfilling the calling of God, not only in our lives, but praying for you, but you're fulfilling God's call and purpose in your life by believing for healing. So whatever it is, God is going to heal you today, and we're believing for it. So we're going to get a little bit of olive oil. Thank you, my love. And I'm going to just touch you all. In Jesus' name, you are healed by his stripes. You are healed, Micha, right now. I declare you healed and forever set free from whatever ailment that is right now. In Jesus' name, we agree. In Jesus' name, sis. In Jesus' name, little sis, you're healed. Oh, we believe God for healing right now. By his stripes, you were healed. Everyone in the crowd, go ahead and stand to your feet. Raise your hands to the Lord if you would. Let's all be active participants in this. We're agreeing right now. The authority of Jesus, he said, in my name, you will cast out devils and heal the sick. 
I'm not healing him, but in Jesus, in Jesus' name, you are healed. You are healed, young man. I know you believe God. I know you believe his word. You are healed. In Jesus' name, sis, you are healed. Let's agree right now. Father, we thank you because it's done according to your word. We thank you for your promises, and we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for the good reports we expect to hear from these and even others in the crowd who didn't come up here. They are being healed right now at the sound of my voice, according to your word, according to your promises. In Jesus' name, someone said, amen.